The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. What if we told you one of the most famous philosophers, thinkers, and writers of all time had a brilliant girlfriend who actually contributed many of his most famous ideas? That's right. Today, we are traveling to Paris to tell the story of Voltaire and Émilie du Châtelet. I'm Sarah Wendell. Obviously. I'm Alicia Rye. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I'm Nick Lachey. Obviously. Have you ever been to Paris? I have. I went for a French exchange when I was like 15 years old. I didn't know that. Tell me everything. Yeah. So I honestly, I remember taking that paper home to my parents thinking like, there's no way they're going to let me go to France by myself for three weeks. And immediately my mom was like, oh, that's great. Yeah, you should go. And I was just like, what? Who are you? So <laughs> I wonder if they just wanted some like child free time or something <laughs> like that because I... It was so unusual for them to just say, okay, yeah, you can go on an exchange to France. By yourself? How old were you? Yeah, by myself. I mean, with my, it was with my school. I was like 14, 15, maybe. That's how old I, I was. was. 
Yeah. And, and so I, you know, the, the girl whose family I was going to stay with came to us first. And, and the sad thing is, remember that I lived in Buffalo. And so she came to Buffalo (laughs) from France. (laughs) I mean, we took her to like Niagara Falls and we took her to the mall. (laughs) There wasn't like a lot to do in Buffalo, but she had a blast. I think she was just like, oh, it's America. That's so exciting. And they did, they, they took her, like the school took her to New York City and stuff. So it was, you know, they did get to do stuff. But then we got to go to a very small town whose name I cannot recall in France. And I spent, you know, two weeks there. And then we spent a week in Paris, just my school classmates and I, uh, and it was wonderful. I loved it. I still remember it to this day. I remember seeing everything and I have photos of it, which is odd. Cause I didn't have a lot of photos. I think of my childhood or teenagehood. Um, not like, you know, my siblings do now <laughs> because we didn't have digital phones. Then. Right. So yeah, I, I loved it. It was beautiful. It, we went at like a, we went during the spring and it was a beautiful, Perfect. You know, springtime in Paris. Yeah, it was a perfect time. And I even loved the little town we stayed in. So maybe that's how they felt about Buffalo. They were like, wow, this place is so charming for America. I don't know. And if it was spring, it wasn't too much snow. Yes, yes, Well, yes. welcome it to was... America. You can't leave your house. Yeah, welcome to America. You can't leave. <laughs> You're stuck inside. The snowdrift is up to the roof. Unless you want to ski off the roof, you're staying in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> But I loved it. I I would love to go back. Uh, We're hoping maybe for a honeymoon to go around Europe. So maybe we'll stop in Paris. I can tell you, I will give you a restaurant recommendation. Uh, Adam and I went in 2019. We went to Rhodes in Greece and then we went to Paris. Oh. Oh. So we went to dinner. It was um, one seating and there was a menu. It was a 18 course meal. And you could have okay. 18 courses or you could have 18 courses paired with different glasses of wine. So, of course, oh, we did that. We did the we're, wine, not, right? we're not okay. dummies. <laughs> and the waiter and the waitress made sure that they spoke English and they identified my allergies and they adjusted wow. plates so that there wouldn't be anything I couldn't eat. But we decided that with 18 courses, with each course, we were going to tell each other something that we loved about the other before each course that's so cute it was wonderful that's adorable because not only were we drinking incredible wine a different wine with every course is a lot of wine it was really yeah, good. It's a lot of wine. It was a lot that's of wine. a lot of wine and each course was slightly different and they would introduce what it was and sometimes yeah. you know, this is how you eat you put this here and you put that on top and then you eat it mm-hmm. and each course we had a different conversation about what we loved about each other and it was probably oh. three and a half to four hours one of the best meals of my life it was so good well today we are going to france and we're going to be telling you the most french of all french love stories voltaire and emily du chatelet Now, it's okay if you vaguely remember reading about Voltaire in school. We're going to delve into exactly who he was and why he's important. But after listening to this episode, you may be more impressed with his girlfriend and the incredible relationship they built together. So we're going to go back to 1700s France. It's the age of enlightenment. And Voltaire is the leading European thinker of the age. He's famous for his critique of Christianity and slavery and his championing of free speech, separation of church and state, and freedom of religion. Emily was a remarkably educated woman, specifically a mathematician, in a time where it was rare for women to be schooled at all. 
And I, I like this quote a lot. It was about her. It said, elegance for women demands undivided attention. Emily was an intellectual. She had not endless hours to waste with hairdressers and dressmakers. And she was often criticized for her unkempt appearance, even at the height of her intellectual fame, which was not an unusual criticism at women who were intellectuals. Emily's father privately educated her, which was exceedingly unusual for that time in several languages and most importantly in math. Now, Voltaire and Emily got together after a series of separate intense love affairs. Uh, and when I say intense, I mean, one time she like drank poison to stop a man from leaving her. She was a very intense woman. Oh my. When they, when the two of them met, she had sworn off love in favor of mathematics. They met in a tavern over a chicken fricassee with some other badass intellectual lovers. And upon meeting her, Voltaire later wrote to a friend, that lady whom I look upon as a great man, she understands Newton, she despises superstition, and in short, she makes me happy. I mean, if she ticks all your boxes, dude, okay. I know. There is the slight wrinkle that she's still married, but her husband is often away for business. Well, that works out in his favor. Nobody's unproblematic. No. Nope. <laughs> her husband's often away for business. And she invites him to her house in the country. And together they cultivate some of the biggest ideas and schools of thought in the Enlightenment. At her country house, he writes a pamphlet that simplifies some of his most famous theories, which explains Sir Isaac Newton's theories and Recognizing how influential Emily is to his endeavors includes a picture on the cover that shows her being the conduit from Newton himself. So his, it, it, basically his inspiration or his muse. Aww. I know. And also she has her own projects during that time. She's trying to translate Newton's discoveries on mathematics and physics into French. As you do. And she does so and just normally. As you and she do. adds her commentary along the way. She was allegedly a bit of a card shark. Which goes along with her mathematical mind. Uh, And she could add and strategize games much faster than most anyone else playing, often to the surprise of whoever's company she happened to be in. But she was too impatient to actually win. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like this sounds a little bit like my attention deficit issues. <laughs> I'm like, can you I can just do picture this. her sitting there like all of you are too slow and I am bored and I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> I understand that there are many, many hundreds of francs on the table here and I could win them, but I am bored. I am leaving. Okay. Yes. And yeah. like did so in a very French way, probably swept out of the room. <laughs> oh yes. You know she glided. You know she was just the person yeah, she, who would just glide. She, she glowed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And after several years together shacked up in this country house, again, she was still married to her husband during this time. Okay. A French poet who is a fan of her work arrives and slowly but surely seduces her during one of Voltaire's absences. He's 10 years younger than her, and Emily finds herself pregnant with his child at age 44. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle. And I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to on purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Time out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I am I am currently around that age and if I got pregnant, there would be many doctors involved. There'd be a lot of ultrasounds because that would be considered high risk. I cannot imagine yeah. being pregnant at 44 at that time. Holy cow. Well, so her alarm probably isn't at being pregnant, but it's what this is going to do to her work because Emily begins a fever schedule attempting to finish her French translations of mathematical works, sometimes working 18 hours a day while pregnant at 44. 
So throughout this time, she and Voltaire, remember, this is the poet's child, not Voltaire. She Mm -hmm. and Voltaire remain close, and he decides that they are better as friends, and she's better as his muse, as he's an old man, and she has still life left in her, and she should enjoy her romance while she can. Isn't that such a French attitude? That's such a dude attitude. Like, yes, this young poet can give you something, and also such a French dude attitude. Yes, please continue to inspire me. But, you know, it's fine. You can go off with this poet. It's fine. Yeah. She unfortunately dies in childbirth. What did I say? I know. I know. And, you know, like nowadays, a high risk, you know, like an older birth like that is is doable with doctors and hospitals and all sorts of help, but not so much then. And she's surrounded by her husband, Voltaire, and the poet. And this is tragic, but she did manage to finish her life's work before she passed away. And 10 years after her death, slowly but surely, Voltaire does get her French translations of Newton's work published, which is still the translation used in France today. Wow. I know. Isn't it amazing that we all know Voltaire's name, but this person had just as much intellect and ambition and drive? Mm -hmm. And continues to have her work published today i mean it's not it's not like it was ever lost changed or altered or lost but but yeah definitely she took a backseat to him and in a lot of things it's just referred to as his lover or his muse but she was way more than that yeah oh yeah yeah wow i don't know if if you were if you were between a philosopher and a poet who would you pick oh who talks less (laughs) That's my first question. Who's talking to who's talking at me less? Hmm. It depends what kind of poet it is. Cause maybe if it's like a like a short form poet. Does he write haikus? One of those, I'm one of those Instagram poets where it's just like one word at a time and a lot of blank space. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe little that tiny one. squares of poetry. Okay, yes, yeah. I'm busy. I think I think maybe then the poet, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the philosopher's a better lover. But if, if the poetry involves drums, I'm going to have to say no. You're out. You're out uh, of well, drums. I, that would be your deal breaker. Well, I say that as a person with a full drum kit in her basement. Yeah. So I do <laughs> don't know. You, aren't your kids really into music? What are you I, doing? <laughs> uh, in, in my home, I currently have a drum kit, three trombones, a trumpet, four guitars, and a keyboard. Oh We're getting the band back oh. together. It is in my basement. But yes, um, if the poetry gosh. involves drums, I'm going to have to say, take it outside, please. Oh poetry outside. <laughs> what about you, poet or philosopher? I'm going to go. I, You know what? Here's the thing. I don't understand most. I Like both of those options sound exhausting to me. But <laughs> I... I do think sometimes I, I do think sometimes Kai is a poet. Um, he's absolutely poetic. Are you kidding? Yeah, he's very poetic. So I, I guess I'll go with a poet because I think that they might say more flowery things, and I do like flowery things. So I think overall in the question, poet versus philosopher, a poet thinks about the language that they use. So maybe we want to go with poetry here. <laughs> you want to go with somebody who thinks about the language that they use and the yeah. meaning of the words that they're choosing. Yeah, I dig that. That's cool. Yeah. I understand that. And if, if anyone's looking for, for more words about this, uh, we do have a book recommendation. Yes. Uh, Voltaire in Love by Nancy Mitford, which is an account of Voltaire's 15-year relationship with the Marquise du Chatelet the renowned mathematician who introduced Isaac Newton's revolutionary new physics to France. 
And it's a spirited romp in the company of two extraordinary individuals, as well as an gossipy guide to French high society during the Enlightenment. So Ooh. you can check that out. I love a good gossipy guide. Yeah. I mean, seriously, just drop the word gossipy guide in front of me. I'll be like, I'll go to whatever period in history you want. Just tell me all the tea. I want to know all the dish. I will just add that if I have butchered any French in this, please know that it's been a long time since I was in French class in high school. Oui, je suis désolée. We're sorry. Yeah. Yes, we're so <laughs> sorry. Sarah, do you have a love to go for today and for Voltaire? Mais oui, I do. A d'amour, a d'amour to go. How would you say in French? Amour de volet? Um, I, I, oh, um, I don't know. I don't remember. Flying. I, let's let's let the listeners tell us. Yeah. How do, how do we say love all, to go in French? All of Google. our French listeners, our French speaking listeners are just, they are all cringe. We're so, so sorry. sorry. All right. Well, Sarah, what is your love to go? We'll do English. I would say that the lesson I'm taking from today's episode is to pursue your passions no matter what. Yeah. You know, no one was, no one was asking for this translation. I don't think anyone was beating down the door and saying, no, we want this right now. But this was her passion and she pursued it. And we would love to learn about your passions. So please yes. send us an email to lovestruckdaily at frolic.media. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at lovestruckdaily. Please leave us a review, subscribe, and spread the word about our show. We would love to bring more love to more people. Our researcher is Jesse Epstein. Our editor is Jen Jacobs. We are produced by Abigail Steckler and Little Scorpion Studios with executive producer Frolic Media. This is an iHeartRadio podcast. Thank you so much for listening and have a very happily ever after. A, I'm not even going to try it in French. with you.